The University of Louisville empowers students with over 50 fully online degrees and certificates in areas like business, public health, social work, engineering, and more. Flexible coursework allows time to focus on all of life's priorities. Learn more at louisville.edu slash online. From the University of Louisville's Delphi Center for Teaching and Learning. And the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning. I am Kelvin Thompson. And I am Tom Cavanaugh. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Happy holidays, Tom. Happy holidays and season's greetings, Kelvin. Yes. I, uh, I was looking up. I, I never can remember what all the holidays are. And uh, we've had a few already uh, by the time this episode releases. We've had Diwali. We've had Thanksgiving in the U.S. It's in Canada sometime in there, too. And we got St. Nicholas Eve, Hanukkah, Bodhi Day, Santa Lucia, Yule, Christmas, and Kwanzaa coming. Don't forget Festivus. For the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. Yep. Yep. Thank you. I look forward to the airing of grievances every year. I don't. I don't. I, I don't wait for that annually. <laughs> <laughs> when the mood strikes. Yeah. That's right. I just bestow them <laughs> upon those in your shot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it being the season and all, do you have a seasonal beverage with you? I do. I, I've got iced coffee going today, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but what I am drinking is um, Starbucks Thanksgiving blend. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's a holiday. It is a holiday. Yes, I. Um, it's a better match than I have. I. Um, this is going to be a near-miss connection, so I'll tell you what I got, and then I'll tell you what I was shooting for. <laughs> I, I have something that's a little special for me, you know, because I usually drink straight coffee, as you know. And um, I have here an Einstein's Brothers latte. But I was going to another coffee place. I had it all lined up because they had these seasonal dessert-in-a-cup kind of things, you know, there. And I'm like, I, I checked it out. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to say, hey, Tom, I've got like this gingerbread latte in my cup and, and you're going to, it's a seasonal treat. And you're going to be like, oh, that's nice. And I went down to, uh, to get it. And who knew they close early on <laughs> today? <laughs> like, on Fridays well, or something. On Fridays. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, what else you got? So this is almost a seasonal treat because it does have stuff in it other than coffee. Okay. Sounds it's like my kind of drink. So yeah, it's well, a latte. It's a latte. Latte da. Yeah, so can you can you hear the intention of a connection? I think so. <laughs> Seasonal treat and I got in, lost in, in there somewhere, but um, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> um, so yeah, season uh, holiday season mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> something that's a bit of a treat, something mm-hmm. that you don't do all the time maybe. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's all right. of that and then mine, do you have Yes. A, holiday theme? Yep. Yep. And and thankfulness. Thankfulness, all of that. So why don't you tell folks what we're actually doing today, Tom? So, Kelvin, speaking of your coffee cup right there, we have a tall order for today's episode. Mm -hmm. In what we hope will be approximately 30 minutes, (laughs) we're going to try to 
Put a button on 2023 and prepare for 2024 in the field of online education. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we did kind of a special holiday episode last year and it worked so well, we thought we would try it again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This year we reached out to our 2023 TopCast guests and we asked them how they are making sense of 2023 here as we're nearing the end and how they are planning for 2024 in our field of online blended digital teaching and learning. And uh, we said to them, you know, this could take the form of aspirations or predictions or reflections or just observations. Yeah, so what we'd like to do is is maybe kind of revisit and feature several of uh, these kinds of submissions we received from guests from uh, throughout the throughout the year. So in in most cases, we can hear the voices of our guests. Many, if you listen to Topcast, you will recognize and um, be be happy to hear them again uh, through kind of audio recordings that they submitted. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise, if we don't have an audio recording, we will read. Um, in our best voices, uh, the written words that the guest has submitted to us um, kind of is their contribution. So we will read or play a submission, and then we're going to take a moment or two to kind of react to their thoughts and, um, you know, see if we have any particular comments on them. Yeah. So we would invite you, dear listeners, to think along with us and our guest contributors about how we can end 2023 well and how we can prepare to be even more effective in our work in 2024. All right. Cool. So should we just jump right in? Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. So the first uh, contribution we had uh, is a written contribution, and it is from Dr. Bob Hansen who is the Chief Executive Officer of UPSIA, the University Professional and Continuing Education Association. He was a guest on episode 144. Mm -hmm. And so what Bob said was, as the base of residential students continues to erode at many institutions, campus leadership will increasingly turn to those who understand how to build and manage units that serve today's learners through a combination of online degree programs undergraduate degree completion, professionally oriented graduate programs, as well as quality non-degree credentials. Mm -hmm. And then Bob also said, which we thought was pretty good, campus leaders may have to choose between business model transformation and legacy structures that do not translate to the complex marketplace of serving today's learners. I thought both of those were really, really good. Yeah, I thought that that last little bit there about... uh, business model transformation and legacy structures that don't translate to the complex marketplace of today's learners. I thought, wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. Think of that through. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's frankly, it's a conversation we're sort of having here, like what us got us here may not get us there kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole business model transformation, I think, is one that that a lot of institutions are probably wrestling with right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially as they look at, you know, we've talked a lot about online kind of in a post-COVID world, mm-hmm. this, this you know, imperative that a lot of schools have to, to maybe have an online strategy. But I think it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, AI and mm-hmm. micro credentials mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. serving non-traditional workers in non-credit programs. Like there's a whole ecosystem of stuff that I think is is disrupting us at the moment. And, and I think we're going to have to look at new internal structures to serve those new those new business models. 
And um, how shall I put this? Higher education institutions and innovation and uh, flexibility and creating new things, they don't always align as tightly as they might. You're just going to leave that laying there, aren't you? I'm just saying. I mean, do you, you can you can you can disagree if you'd like. I'm just your results may vary. It's all I'm gonna. It's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's a you know, universities, especially research universities, are dichotomous places where they're developing sort of cutting edge mm -hmm. research and you know, tech transfer and you know, the next medical device that's going to save your life. And there's nothing more innovative than that. Yeah. At the same time, they, it takes four committees and six years to get a modality change, <laughs> uh, you know, of, of a course. So, they're, yeah, on the one hand, they're very innovative, and on the other hand, they're, they're risk-averse, you know. So, yeah, yeah. It, that's, an, that's an interesting observation. Yeah. You ready for our next contributor? I am ready. This is Dr. Kathy Gosser, who is Yum Assistant Professor of Franchise Management and Director of the Yum Center for Franchise Excellence right here at the University of Louisville. And she was a guest this year back on episode number 142. Instead of looking at the student enrollment cup as half empty due to the demographic cliff, I suggest we think about how we can repurpose our academic content for all adult learners in the professional sector, essentially overflowing our cup. Online learning opens up new opportunities due to the scalability and accessibility of learning. Many CEOs champion lifelong learning as the key to success. What an incredible future we have with the power of online and our content. She too, uh, looking at kind of the, um, what many, call the demographic enrollment cliff, but I, I kind of like she kind of reframed that, turned it on its head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, and she she talked again, as she did on the episode, about kind of reusing um, mm -hmm. content. And I, I, I love the, the, the intentionality behind that because, you know, you can, you can really, I think, reach new audiences with, without having to reinvent the wheel. You know, the, I mean, the idea of having a video in a course that serves um, a graduate student also be used in an undergraduate course, also be used in a non-credit, you know, certificate or something. It's the same content, but put into different contexts can serve different audiences in different ways with different objectives, uh, I think is, is really smart and benefits all of those audiences. Yeah. And tell us about our next contributor, Tom. Sure. Our next contributor is Neil Mosley, education consultant and designer who specializes in digital online and distance learning. He joins us from across the pond. Uh, he was a guest on episode 140. Uh, my reflection on this year, and I guess my aspiration for the year ahead, is that we'll see a much stronger focus on online education as a, as a really good means of serving a new audience or a previously underserved audience and not just a means of diversifying income or mitigating risk. And as a result, we'll start to innovate more on how we can serve those audiences in terms of formats and how we approach learning design. 
Yeah, I think I think Neil's touching on a really important point because in the early days of online learning, it it seemed to be, at least at some institutions, you know, motivated by by financial windfall, right? You know, we're gonna stand up an online program and it's gonna generate revenue that we can put into the institution, the real institution, <laughs> you know, the the campus-based infrastructure. Right. And it feels very utilitarian, almost like you were using the online students to serve the on-campus students. And I think we've evolved past that. I think there's a, a genuine recognition. I'm not saying every school did this, but some mm. did. And there's a genuine recognition now, I think much more universally, that um, that there are so many students out there, particularly non-traditional students, who who need the flexibility of online learning to get the education that they want, mm -hmm. that... Um, that it's it's more about um, you know a societal imperative than it is about trying to make money and and as we have always said, um, mm -hmm. if if you do it right for the right reasons and you execute well, the money will take care of itself. Yeah, I, I think that's right, and I, I think uh, he and Bob Hansen make similar points, but in uh, just expressed in different words. You know, they're they're both about recognizing the need to serve a, uh, a diverse and differentiated population of potential learners, right? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. just that uh, I think Neil was very, very uh, clear in his, his framing of serving learners, he said. I, I, I thought that was, you know, that's, that's very human, you know, yeah. <laughs> serving learners. We don't always uh, speak that way. But we do need, you know, to Bob's point about we, we need business models that enable us to, to do that well. Yeah, Not that's because a good we're point. money grubbing, but we need, we need the models have to support the intention. Right, right, yeah. That's a, that's a really good observation that, um, that they're kind of coming at the same goal from kind of two different lenses yeah. um, and, and two different accents for what it's worth. <laughs> and, two different, and two different accents. And then, of course, Kathy also touching on that, but from very much a, a faculty perspective about, you know, hey, how can, how can I work to uh, repurpose in order to meet these diverse needs? Uh, so it all kind of ties, yeah. ties up in a little, little package. It's lovely. It's of a theme, yes. And speaking <laughs> of, of a theme, mm -hmm. do you want to introduce our next contribution, which is maybe the first in a, in a couple that are of a theme? In another, in another theme. Yes, so our next contributor is Dr. Rohan Jawala uh, from right near you down the hallway. Uh, Rohan is a senior instructional designer at the University of Central Florida, and he was a guest this year uh, back in episode number 146. What a year it has been. It seems as if we're given engines for a plane without the frame. The arrival of OpenAI and other AI tools sends shockwaves through our education system. In my view, 2024 promises even more surprises. As we journey along, let us consider prioritizing quality and humanity in all our processes. Season greetings to everyone. <laughs> Season's greetings to you, Rohan. Yeah, thank you, Rohan. Yeah. Can you just, it, can you just hear the humor? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I can picture like he's sitting in my office saying that to me. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it's interesting too because, um, you know, Rohan has become something of, a, I think, an expert here on our mm -hmm. team in, in AI. But mm -hmm. yet what he 
was really emphasizing was the humanity of it. Yes, yes, absolute quality and humanity. He said, "Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's so important." But I do I appreciate Rohan. Rohan, you know, it's one thing to talk about things, and you don't really know the depth. But Rohan's really been zoomed in on this the whole AI thing, and and you can you just hear the the bemusement, if not amusement, of like, "Yeah, here's your engine." You got no frame for that plane, <laughs> yeah, and it's going to yeah. be even more surprises ahead. He's <laughs> I sort of feel like he's Buckle saying, up. "Welcome, I've been here a while, but welcome, yeah, to the fun, yeah." That's that's hilarious. Uh, cool, but he's he's probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. I mean, it seems like we can't go twelve hours without. AI changing, uh, new tools, new. I heard about one today that can take quizzes. It's a plugin in a browser that can take quizzes in the LMS and do well. Yeah, so <laughs> great. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. So, huh. Yep. So should I introduce the next contributor? Oh, please do. Please do. So the next contributor is Dr. Dylan Barth, the Assistant Vice President of Learning at the Online Learning Consortium. And Dylan was a guest on episode 134. Happy holidays, TopCast listeners. I have two predictions for the coming year, neither of which are surprising. One, I'm guessing that Kelvin and Tom will still talk coffee on the show. And two, I imagine that generative AI will suck up more oxygen in the room, but I do look forward to seeing how the innovators and early adopters continue to creatively incorporate AI into teaching and learning contexts and I see more of the early majority coming around. Yeah, that, that's great. Uh, mm -hmm. I think both of those predictions are <laughs> likely to come true. Uh, I don't see us at this point in our 10th year or whatever it is, uh, changing the coffee shtick. So you all are Probably stuck with not. it, <laughs> like not. it or not. And, yeah, and I think right. Dylan's right. AI is, uh, is certainly um, going to remain on the agenda uh, for a while going forward. I appreciate uh, he too, different uh, kind of humorous take, but he too was bemused and amused by the, the whole thing. But I, I appreciated his invocation of Everett Rogers' diffusion of innovation curve. We spoke about that not yeah. too long ago, I think when we had uh, Jared Stein on the, the show, but I think Dylan makes good points that he reminds us, right, that it's early yet, <laughs> and it's the early adopters and innovators, arguably, who are the most engaged with all of this generative AI assistance within our various higher ed roles, but there's more to come. So he hints that maybe even we get the early majority, but that still leaves the late majority and the, you know, whatever we're using as a nicer word than laggard these days. <laughs> <laughs> Late adopters, something. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. nice. That's yeah. more pleasant, anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean, he may be right because I mean, I think sometimes you can uh, be in this all the time, and you kind of think, well, we're getting a big chunk of people, right? And well, I mean, he's probably right. It's probably early yet. Yeah, yeah, but you know, little by little, we're getting there. That's right. Uh, shall I introduce uh, contributor number six, please? Speaking of Jared Stein, Jared Stein, founder and principal consultant at Rare Bird EdTech, uh, is our next contributor, and he was a guest back on episode number 148. Hi, everyone. 
One of my favorite things about TopCast is how you and your guests consistently evangelize a high standard of quality in online education. So in the coming year, I think we'll see a debate emerge about whether an online course with low instructor interaction but high AI interaction can be considered high quality. And I expect this will be informed by research that starts to ask the question, does human-to-human interaction have a particular value, a je ne sais quoi that AI interaction can never have? I know what I hope the answer is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jared. Wow. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, he's throwing out the French at us. Yeah. He thinks we're far more sophisticated than we are. Mm, I had to look it up. (laughs) Yeah, one, I just appreciate that he has something favorite about TopCast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that he associates it with, uh, you know, we we hold a high bar for quality. So, yeah, I I, I hope so, right? I hope that's a a message. But what what an interesting angle. Very provocative question. And yeah. I think it, it's really thought-provoking. You know, can can we remove the human as long as the system is providing an equal or better level of interaction and instruction? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, my knee-jerk reaction is, of course, of course we cannot remove the human. Mm. But it's an interesting question. It is. And, you know, I think we've had this theme uh, in... What it, producer Tim recently joked with me that we should change, you know, our our intro to uh, Topcast, the AI podcast, <laughs> because we've been talking about it so much. We'd probably uh, get a lot more downloads. If that may be so, <laughs> uh, but you know, we've certainly been on this theme of uh, the human element, right? And so I think we've been very pro human and let the AI do what it does well, let the humans do what it does well. But to your point, riffing on Jared, I think we're going to continue to evolve in our discrimination of what is that je ne sais quoi, right? What, what is that uniquely human affordance? What we thought yesterday could only be human, tomorrow we might say, that's okay. But then where's the truly human part of that? And I am intrigued also by this, how did he phrase it? The, you know, uh, AI interactive, like, how would you, you know, the quality thing, like, okay, high degree of human interaction, high degree of AI interaction, you know, are we going to start thinking that way? You know, dividing learning experiences, you know, is that a modality? Oh my God. Are there two different (laughs) kinds of interaction or is it just interaction? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, thought provoking. All right. Shall I shall I uh, have our last contributor introduce that person? You betcha. Let's uh, let's hear from Dr. Betty Jo Boucher, who is vice provost for digital strategy and operations at National Lewis University, and she was a guest on episode one thirty six. Greetings, Topcast listeners. As you eat your way through the end of the year holidays. Remember to retain your insatiable appetite for what comes next, because 2024 is upon us. Happy New Year, everyone. Love that. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I got my Thanksgiving blend and I'm ready. That's right. Eat your way. Um, But I love that. Appetite for what comes next. Ooh, don't we all need that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, be don't be like dreading AI or whatever micro credentials or what. Like mm-hmm. you know, these are fun times to be in this space, and things change so fast that um, if you don't like what you're doing now, wait a minute because <laughs> it's going to change tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a good I think that's a good point. Really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, being. Um, reflective and nostalgic as befits this time of year. You you invoked earlier the early days, right? And in the early days, uh, many of us who were in this work in the like 90s, there were quite a lot of comparisons to uh, dot-com era internet startup energy. It's all new, it's all you know, fresh and zoomy, zoomy, zoomy. And then as we've personally and as the field has uh, matured a bit sometimes you know it you know we use phrases like academic innovation and we, we think about the the mainstream and and we and, and to bob hansen's point there we talk about institutional structures and business models and 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 so forth but you don't want to lose to betty joe's point the appetite for what comes to the excitement over the the potential the, the doing things better, the doing things new, not just being stodgy and stuck in our ways like somebody who's been doing this for 25, 30 years. <laughs> Present company excluded. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And, and I just, I, it's, that's, a, that's a good one to sort of, um, to wrap up the contributions on because it's sort of, you know, happy new year. Looking forward to to what comes next. Let's turn the page and jump into 2024. All all excited. Yeah. Yeah, so I I guess we've heard two big overarching themes in all these contributors, right? We've heard the the, the thing about the the core teaching and learning serving our diverse perspective student subpopulations, not just the folks we've always been doing business with, but thinking differently and reaching out in that real human kind of way. And then, I mean, it was, there were an equal number of people talking about this more emergent artificial intelligence impact on the field. And the two aren't necessarily completely separate things. Now, if you do, drew the Venn diagram, there'd be an overlapping portion there, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of all of a piece. And then if we add in Betty Joe's like appetite for what comes next, I think it's all in there. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome. Well, uh, because everybody's tired at this point in the the calendar year, uh, you want to try to put our plane on the ground, and we can we can uh, put a napkin around our necks, and we can get onto the smorgasbord. <laughs> wow, that that's is, a lot of metaphors. That's a mixed metaphor, if I ever heard one. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and land this smorgasbord. Put a bow on our plane. All right. So I I think we've learned a lot in our field that when the inevitable disruptions come, we can hold on to our timeless aspirations and and rally as a community to come forward productively. And I think we've heard a lot from the community today. Uh, As we transition from one year to the next, let's work together to keep our eyes on the horizon and keep that appetite for what comes next. Mm. Love it. No, that's right. That's that's good stuff. Here, welcome 2024. 
We're open to what you bring. There you go. There you, there go. you go. Well, uh, thank you, Tom, for the collegiality and uh, for sharing in this feast of ideas uh, with our colleagues and our community. And uh, happy holidays and happy new year to all of our listeners. Until next time for TopCast, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Tom. See ya.